Blog Talk Radio. Good evening on a beautiful Monday here in Florida. Um, this is Dr. Simon. I've been doing a show since 2007 called Stories We Live By, and I'm changing the format as of tonight. I have been discussing for the last nine years the importance of the stories we live by and trying to analyze the structure of stories so that people can understand their own stories, whether or not in their story they're a hero or a villain, whether they see themselves as active or passive, whether they see themselves uh, as a creative force or an obedient individual to external authority, and a whole variety of other kinds of things. I have discussed in recent years and months, particularly since the election, the analysis of people who live by a story that searches only for power. And uh, I have done a number of stories about people who believe that uh, if a psychiatrist or psychologist says they are mentally ill or disturbed, that they are, rather than my belief that they're different and need to understand some of the reasons why uh, they tell the kind of story they do, why they don't relate in the way they want to other people, what some of their fears might be, inadequacies, etc. But that, that if they wish to change their story, in which they are a villain and become a hero, or whether they're a villain or a hero and want to become just another ordinary human being. Uh, all of these things I have discussed, and I've sort of gotten tired of uh, being professorial on my station and talking about these things, um, giving a kind of a lecture. I have... Uh, over the years, uh, 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 interviewed a number of people. Uh, some of the more important ones uh, uh, were Tom Zoss, who wrote The Myth of Mental Illness and The Manufacture of Madness. Uh, I have talked with, interviewed somebody about, a colleague of mine, about the environment and the incredible degradation that's taking place to our uh, world and that we are polluting the home that we live in to the point that we can't live in it any longer, and that um, uh, there's no other place to go. And once you pollute your own home, you can move to another house or try to clean it up, but once the planet is damaged, uh, that can't be. And the final issue of my trying to change the format of my show has to do with what happened in the last election. Um, I don't like politicians in general. I don't, haven't met many politicians, but when I do meet them, I find that they are, uh, as a group, not all, but as a group, really in it for themselves, although they try to convince us that they want to lead to do service for us. And I've told stories about uh, my going to the Democratic Club one night and a whole bunch of politicians being introduced and talking about how wonderful they are. 
And the topic that night was probably, to me, the most important topic uh, that could be possibly discussed, and that was environmental degradation. And so um, as the woman, after an hour of their preening, uh, and 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 uh, 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 posturing, and these, of course, as as Democrats, uh, tend to uh, uh, reinforce and and fit my own worldview of what politics should be and what uh, the world should be. Uh, as this woman stood up to speak on this important topic, they all left. It wasn't really important, but the last election was of a different order. And what has been happening is that uh, everybody I know who uh, fears Trump and fears what the Republicans are about to do to the country, as well as myself, uh, have become depressed. And uh, unless I can share stories with people, unless I could reach a larger, larger audience, uh, unless we can talk to each other in ways to meet the challenges of our lives, which have never been uh, so public as they are right now, I'm not sure that I'm going to continue even doing this show. Um, it's always good for my own ego to hang up uh, after the show and re-listen and say, you know what, you're a smart guy, uh, and you've brought some intellectual uh, uh, insight for whoever wants to listen. But the stakes are much higher now. Um, we have a president that I believe is a very disturbed man and who is being, in effect, run by uh, Steve Bannon, who has this apocalyptic view of history uh, that suggests that if we did have a war, uh, it is somehow inevitable and that things will come better because of it. Uh, for those who are religious, on the religious right, uh, God will see us through. And if he doesn't, we'll all meet in heaven, and uh, especially if you're, uh, 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 you've been <laughs> confessed and you uh, are on the right side of uh, the, the Christian religion, you'll meet in heaven. The rest of us will probably go to hell. And all of this is extremely depressing. Um, one of the things that motivated me today was to look at an article. I read an article today in the New York Times opinion page called Trump's Method, Our Madness, by a psychoanalyst by the name of Joel Whitebook. And it's really a wonderful article because it explains in part why me, myself, and all of the people I know are so confused and unable to understand what is going on as the Republicans, and especially Trump, uh, takes the lead of the country. Now, I don't believe Trump is in the lead of the country. I think it's Bannon, uh, and Trump is his puppet. But Whitestone talks about the fact that they have been producing an alternate reality. As Kellyanne Conway put it, there are alternate facts. And the truth is there are no alternate facts. The things we can only see with our own eyes, the things we can measure, the way in which science, 
which is probably the most effective way for describing, explaining, and predicting and controlling the world um, in, in a way uh, that doesn't involve supernatural forces, the way it deals with things uh, in a way that, that uh, can be understood uh, where doubt is important and empirical testing can take place to uh, improve or disprove the ideas that we use to explain and predict the phenomena that we've observed. And they create an illusion, a depressing illusion, that there's no way to get a hold of truth, that there is no reality, there's alternative realities, uh, if the president says so or if his leaders say so. And now I watch the buzz budget being rolled out uh, in which America will become a great country, uh, but in fact will not be a great country. It won't even be, more importantly, a good country. There will be pain inflicted on people uh, who cannot, without some external help, no matter how much they want to, uh, do on their own and be the kind of independent, creative citizen that the Republicans suggest we should all be. It's not going to happen with them. They need help. Children need help. Students need teachers. And the suggestion that all of this should be killed off is a, a, a bizarre suggestion. And if America becomes great, will it become good? And while I want to become, I want to be part of a good country, that's even more important than becoming a part of a great country. So I'm going to stay on the air for a little while. I have tweeted, I have sent out on Facebook, and I want to see if somebody wants to come on and talk with me. Uh, I became very disenchanted by being a good professor who organized and created lessons. By the last few years of my teaching, I wanted to be an expert in my field, but I wanted my students to read, listen, and engage and provide their input into what I was saying so that ultimately it becomes a dialogue and they can become their own scientific, philosophical uh, and moral experts. So, I don't believe we can save our country unless education is vitally important. Secular public education, not the fantasy that we teach people that Darwin was the devil and that uh, all we need to do is, is uh, have faith in supernatural God who will uh, uh, make sure that all is taken care of. I don't believe in it. Uh, I think I mentioned in my last show, one of the best books I've read in recent years was by Christopher Hitchens, which says, title, God is not great, how religion pollutes everything. And I believe that. Religion is almost always top-down, it is a denier of uh, uh, our ability to learn for ourselves and become the kind of independent individual that the Republicans wish we would all be. 
religion of all stripes, as I understand it, seems to define us as good if we are obedient to external forces. And we're seeing this with the administration now. You're a good citizen if you accept Trump on whatever he happens to be saying that particular moment. He is the source of truth. So, folks, what I'm going to do is stay on the air for a while. I'll do some more babbling, as I'm doing. But I'm kind of enjoying it. Uh, And see if somebody wants to come on and share stories with me. If not, I'll set up another session for next Monday. And then after next Monday, it's going to be interesting April, uh, my daughter and granddaughter are coming down in the second week of April. And when they leave, I will be leaving the country. I'm going uh, overseas for a trip that I'm looking forward to very, very much. Uh, Hopefully, uh, I will be received in the countries I'm going to with the kind of reception that I'm used to when I go to Europe. I'm going to Europe. Uh, Although the way in which our country is alienating and frightening uh, the democracies in Europe. Uh, I'm hearing stories that we may not be received in the same way, uh, that uh, I will be uh, seen as a Trumper, a Trumpster, uh, and, and uh, uh, America firster, and as hostile to foreigners Uh, from the American perspective. And that will be an interesting thing to have to deal with. Although I'm not sure, since I'm going on a high-end tour, that my money uh, won't uh, override whatever hostility that might exist because I'm an American who is seen as somebody who is hostile to those who are not Americans. We are all human beings, my darling. And we are human beings and become most human when we see all of our fellow human beings, whether we like them or not, as human beings. When all human beings are treated with fairness, that there are laws to which we are all subjected, but also that all human beings have to be seen sympathetically, they have to be seen with forgiveness with compassion, with the fact that some of us may be stronger than others and some of us may be simply luckier than others in what, uh, where we are born and when we were born. Um, and that goodness and compassion are as important as the laws uh, are, are upon which we have to live. So I'm coming up on about 15 minutes of my babbling doesn't sound too bad what I begin to say it's stuff I've said before and I'm going to stay on the line a little while longer and see who will or will not call in so we can share stories Uh, see how we can network how we can deal with the depression that has fallen over so much of this country, the confusion that has fallen over uh, this country, 
as the leadership creates alternative realities for us to believe in and confuse us and make us feel as if we really don't know what reality is and that uh, we're in living in some kind of a, a psychotic state uh, in which action can't be taken because the truth can never be known. Uh, by the way, that's Whitestone's uh, argument in his article. Um, I recommend it very, very much. Uh, if you can get a hold of the Times or go online to newyorktimes.com. And I'm going to stay here for a few more minutes, as I keep saying. And then I'm going to hang up. And I'm going to go watch some telly. And I'm going to go uh, have some uh, have some really good ice cream that I'm going to have for dessert. I shouldn't because it's really fattening, but you know what? Life is short and ice cream is so good. I played golf today and then I went to a funeral uh, of a uh, somebody I, who's a neighbor and somewhat of a friend. We not really, weren't really close. And he died a very terrible death of ALS, which is a terrible uh, disorganizing neuromuscular disease. And my knowledge while I played golf that uh, I was going to the funeral made me absolutely joyful about the golf. Not going to the funeral. I do that because I have respect. Uh, I like his wife. I like his children. Uh, but because I'm on the right side of the grass, and if I miss a putt or I don't do well in my golf, and I happen to do pretty well today, um, it's not important. There's nothing like a funeral or the death of somebody you know to create a focus about what's really important. Yes, money can be important and uh, power can be important, uh, but uh, love is what's most important and life lived in a way that is positive, that is just, but at the same time fair, compassionate, loving is what makes uh, the short life we all have really worth living. So I think I'm going to hang up. Uh, I'm going to watch a show I've been following on uh, on uh, Netflix. Have my ice cream. So here we go. I will put this on again for next week. I can do that, maybe even during the week. But I will let everybody on that I know on uh, Facebook and Twitter and on Blog Talk Radio that will be on. And I'm looking forward to somebody or some buddies calling in and engaging me in a conversation about the mutual stories that we live by. <laughs> 